welcome to Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. We're back for episode seven and we're doing the Australian Grand Prix review rundown. I think that happened on Sunday. So we're back in Australia after, what was it, so three years since the last time we raced there. So it was good to see Australia back on back on the map. Um, we also saw the return of Sebastian Vettel this weekend after missing the first two rounds due to COVID. Also not going to lie, I did miss the live race. I was asleep. I didn't wake up in time. I woke up around the time that Max cra- like car stopped. So, um, But props to everybody who woke up early. I don't actually know how, you know, the Aussies and everyone who isn't in Europe watches most of the races getting up so early props to you you guys are actual I don't even know how you do it because I couldn't but um it was another good race um we've been lucky so far to have such good races so far I hope this continues throughout the season anyway enough me rambling on let's get on to what happened at Albert Park this weekend. So even before we raced, there were some changes to Albert Park made for, you know, a bit better racing, but there was another change. So initially there were four DRS zones, but after some incidences, it was decided that there would only be three. And this was done prior to FP3 on Saturday. So yeah, so initially there were four DRS zones, but this then changed to three um the drs zone on the long left hand stretch um was removed um like i mentioned prior to fp3 taking place um now for the weekend there wasn't a good weekend for a few people let's talk about our returning man sebastian vettel wasn't a great weekend for him um had a few crashes he was on the scooter a couple times even though the scooter means were very funny I'm not going to lie I saw one where somebody had photoshopped an uber eats bag onto his back while he's on the scooter which I found very funny also ones with him in MotoGP on the scooter I also found hilarious I'll add a few pics onto the Instagram so you can reference what I'm talking about but it wasn't a good weekend for him um, he DNF'd in lap 23 at turn 4 of the race so it wasn't good plus a few crashes throughout the throughout the weekend um, during practice and, and whatnot. so it wasn't a great weekend for Sebastian Vettel but it was good to see him back on track after missing him for the first two races of the season it also wasn't a particularly good weekend for Carlos Sainz either. He qualified P9 and then DNF'd in lap 2 at the exit of turn 10, which led to the first safety car. Um, so, sad time for Carlos Sainz this weekend. He's been doing so well, but yeah, this weekend just, just wasn't his weekend. Also, we saw a lot of porpoising on... Uh, on the Ferrari with Charles Leclerc and I know Mercedes were also talking about issues they're having with porpoising um 
as well throughout the weekend um Hamilton mentioned on Saturday um after qualifying which I was awake for that just not the race um the end of qualifying not not all of it um but yeah they mentioned they was having some troubles and I wasn't sure really what to do because he was saying that the DRS did kind of help with the porpoising and then they removed part of it so there was a bit of conversation about that um I suppose well it wasn't a particularly good weekend for Latifi he he crashed in in qualifying but he didn't crash during the race so that was good for him um there was some great racing I know some people said it was a bit like oh well, you know Charles was so far front it was a bit boring. but there was some really good racing um for example Hamilton and Perez were a couple times them fighting the girls are fighting um they're very good nice clean battles obviously as well again some amazing racing between Leclerc and Verstappen to get the restarts um but it wasn't a great race for Verstappen in the end lap 39 Verstappen had to stop the car after smelling fluid and this was his second race out of the three where Max has had a DNF so hopefully Red Bull can can sort out those issues because it was looking like a decent race for them and then Max had to stop the car. Now uh, Leclerc was on a flyer this weekend he was what nearly 20 seconds in front or yeah about 20 seconds in front um at some stages and he just was like on an absolute flyer it did make me laugh though when he was like um can I set the the fastest lap and then on the, on the radio the, the team were like no you're fine no you don't need to um he was told no he was like okay but okay um so that did make me chuckle a little bit um but I think at the time there were a few people catching the fastest lap times I suppose he was I don't know who he knew that but I believe at the time there's a few people catching his fastest lap but it just made me laugh because I was like Charles you're like 20 seconds in front of everyone you've already set the fastest lap a few times like you're good you're good um but obviously he really wanted to get that extra point also we saw some good improvements from McLaren fifth and sixth so both in the points and both in q3 i mean that's what we want to see if you told me that they would get to this point by australia after what happened in bahrain i probably wouldn't have believed you but they're doing better so hopefully they will continue on this upward trajectory um so that's really good bon mcleod happy for them also alex albon really good race from him so it started off not good he was uh, disqualified there we go i can speak disqualified from qualifying um due to a fuel um issue um so he started p20 on the grid he managed to get to p10 and scored the first point for Williams this year, um, yeah, and he basically did the whole race on one set of tyres, he literally came in on the last lap, 
um, of the race to change because essentially he had to. Um, but at that point he was running, I believe, P7 actually, and then ha- having to pit, they have to pit, so ended up P10. Um, also, good weekend for George Russell. I know probably we could argue that, uh, you know, it's because of Max, you know, having to stop the car. But he got his first podium for Mercedes for the year, came third, which was amazing. Also, let's have a look at the driver standings after the race, just to see where they, everyone was. Obviously, I know we've only had three races this season, so everything is still to play for when there's like 20 races left. Um, but he's second overall in the standings. Charles first, George second, and then Carlos in third. And I was like, all right, George, I see you. So yeah, it was good to to see that. I wonder how much it's going to change throughout the season. Also, this means that currently Aston Martin are the only team without points now. Um, all the other teams have have scored a point so you know it's not hopefully Aston Martin can sort that out because it's not looking good for them also it is very kind of weird I was about to say I don't want to say order has been like restored but the teams kind of at the front are back at the front now obviously things can change things can change but ferrari in the construct this is all the constructor standings by the way so ferrari number one mercedes number two red bull third and mclaren fourth so when you look at the constructors last year it's pretty well those four are still at the top um so i wonder if they will keep hold of that if there'll be any more changes but that is where the standings are but let's have a quick rundown of where everybody finished so first we have Leclerc second we have Perez third George Russell fourth Lewis Hamilton fifth Lando Norris Daniel Ricciardo in sixth Esban Ocon seventh eighth Bottas ninth Gasly tenth Alex Albon eleventh Juan Yujo 12th, Lance Stroll, 13th, Mick Schumacher, 14th, Kevin Magnussen. Not as good a race for Haas this weekend, but still st- still a lot better than they were previous years. Hopefully they can get some more points going forward. 15th, Yuki Tsunoda, 16th, Nicholas Latifi, 17th, Fernando Alonso. I don't know what happened to Fernando this weekend. He, not, it wasn't a good weekend for him. And also, it looked like in qualifying he was going to do well, but then it just didn't. Oh, just wasn't. The L plan was not planning this weekend for Fernando. It really wasn't. And then we have three DNFs Max Verstappen, Sebastian Vettel, and Carlos Sainz. So, yeah, that was pretty much Australian Grand Prix. I think that happened. Like I said, th- Everything is still up for grabs. Everything is still ready to go. Um, just a bit surprised at the drive standing to see Russell in second. 
actually let's just quickly talk about the driver standings how it is at the moment so first we have Leclerc obviously doing really really well he is has 71 points um Russell is in second with 37 points so there is quite a big difference between first and second Carlos Sainz in third Sergio Perez in fourth Lewis Hamilton in fifth Max Verstappen in sixth Esteban Ocon oh go on Ocon in sixth have I count this one Leclerc first Russell second Sainz third Perez fourth Hamilton fifth Verstappen sixth Ocon seventh no I hadn't I'm just going mad Norris in eighth Kevin Magnussen in ninth well done Kevin and Bottas in tenth Magnussen and Bottas um both have 12 points by the way but I believe it's to do with the other standings but this is after the Australian Grand Prix so yeah it's all to play for I mean we've still got some really good drivers haven't who aren't in the top 10 but you know let's see how that continues and we've already mentioned the top four of the constructors after the Australian Grand Prix but just a full rundown Ferrari first with 104 points leading by quite a margin so far then we have Mercedes in second with 65 points Red Bull Racing 55 points in third McLaren 24 points in fourth they just pipped Alpine who have 22 points Alfa Romeo with 13 Haas with 12 Alfa Tauri down in 8th with 10 points, Williams with 1 point in ninth, and Aston Martin currently with 0 points so far. So yeah, it's still all to play for obviously, but just interesting to see where the driver standings are. And I think it'll be interesting to look back in a couple races time and see has it changed? Have we got some surprises? What's going on? So in a couple races time, I will have another look at the driver standings and the constructors and we can see how much it's changed and see if there's been any surprises but yeah that was the Australian Grand Prix like I said it was so good to see Australia back back down under um in the land of koalas kangaroos and Daniel Ricardo's. there we go and the shoey how can we forget the shoey did anyone else Sorry, this is a really random thought, but it just popped out to me whilst I was speaking. Did anybody else see that, you know, Ted Kravitz with his notebooks? He had a shoey. It was a random man's shoe. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what is going on, Ted? But he is always a bit of fun. But anyway, next race um, in, I believe... How many days is it? 11 days time. We are in Imola for round four. Um, and a few little stats on Imola to get you ready for for the next race is the first Grand Prix took place in Imola in 1980 and has a total of 63 laps. The lap record was set by Lewis Hamilton in 2020 with a lap time of 1 minute 15 seconds 0.484 the track does only have one DRS zone um now 
we essentially stopped racing uh, back there in 2006, um, but due to COVID, um, it returned in the, to the 2020 calendar and has kind of been there ever since. We don't know if it will stay on the calendar. There's We're not sure yet, but um, yeah, it returned in 2020, obviously when we couldn't race in as many places and races were coming out. Um, it returned and, and has been on there since 2020. Um, there was rumours that it might be staying till 2025, but nothing has been confirmed by Formula One as of yet. Um, now, Imola does hold uh, a tragic history, um, as some of you may know. In 1994, um, Imola is actually the track where Ayrton Senna and Roland Ratzenberger tragically lost their lives. Um, the 1994 San Marino Grand Prix um so it does have a bit of a tragic um history um after the the passings of Senna and Ratzenberger there were changes that were made to the grid um after 1994 but yeah it's uh has also had further changes I know from I believe Alpha Tauri have done some testing there um and a few years ago and Pierre Gasly was saying how amazing the track was it's quite a different track um but I can't wait to be seeing Imola in 11 days time we're not going to have Formula 1 race this weekend obviously because it's Easter weekend so I hope everybody has a good Easter a uh, good bank holiday hope you enjoy it I'm going to enjoy it I'm going up for brunch and cocktails on Friday on Good Friday uh, so I'm very excited about that also as mentioned last time our next episode we should have a friend coming on have a little chin wag all about Formula 1 have a laugh have a joke so that will be fun so get excited for that but anyway I hope you have a lovely rest of your day or evening or whenever you listen to this hope you enjoy the Easter weekend and I will speak to you in the next one bye